Hello and welcome to Pan Society Radio, your home for modern animism. I'm Laura Giles, your host for today's show. Thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate your support. And as you know, we're here to make animism more accessible to the average Joe. So we'd love to hear from you as it gives us topics to talk about that you hopefully are interested in. So if you have a question or comment, please do share it. It might end up on a podcast, YouTube video, or blog. Today I'm talking about how to use your life as a mirror to get to know yourself. So let's give thanks to the ancestors and elements so we can get started. I acknowledge the element of earth and thank you for the firm foundation upon which we live. This beautiful planet that is now bursting to life with amazing blossoms and the start of food that will sustain us through the season. I acknowledge the element of air and thank you for all the new ideas that have been brought to my doorstep and all the new things that I'm learning. Spirit, guide me well so that I'm best able to share all of them with you. I acknowledge the element of fire and thank you for the inner fire that's burning with us here at Pan Society as we grow and bring new things to life for you, like our new online class. I acknowledge the element of water and thank you for helping us flow past the rough spots in life and bounce back up. I acknowledge our loving, helping ancestors who are always looking out for us. I appreciate you being here with us today to guide our footsteps. Please speak to us in words and symbols that we understand so that we never miss your messages. I send you love and gratitude for all that you do every day. Thanks to all of you who tune in, share our podcasts, ask questions and comments. Uh, All that helps our Google ratings. And if you'd like to help even more, please review us on iTunes. And if you'd like to help with a financial donation, you can do that on our website at pansociety.net. Thank you so much. So mirrors or reflections, that's what we're talking about today. And what that basically means is that you are everything and everything is you. So if you look in any direction at anything, you should be able to see yourself. Whether your eyes rest on a stranger, your ears tune into a song, you taste a bitter lemon, you walk into a candy store and are hit with a rich smell of chocolate, or you unexpectedly touch stinging nettles. You are in everything. I think that knowing this uh, just makes it all so much more powerful, doesn't it? I mean, think about that. You're everything. (laughs) So, for example, I was walking in the woods a couple of weeks ago and everything was still brown and dead looking. I caught myself wishing that spring would just hurry up and then green uh, and green up things and I caught myself and I said whoop let's not rush it time is passing fast enough on its own we don't have to rush our lives away and then I slowed down to notice that there was things to notice in that moment and, and one of them is that nature takes its time doesn't it sometimes it's ahead of schedule and the warm weather comes out early and plants blossom sooner than they typically do like this year And sometimes they run late, but they never rush, do they? They get there when they get there. So in noticing my rushing, that was a clue for me to get in sync and just be here. Because I was not... I guess what I'm saying is, in this example, is that if we look out and we see a mirror and we see something that's not uh, in keeping with nature, then maybe we're not in sync. Otherwise, when you look out, you will see yourself. So you can't know anything until you know where you stand because the view is different depending upon where you stand, right? So if I'm standing in front of you, 
things look different, don't they? I have no one to look up to from here. You've got my back. You're right behind me. But if I traded places with you, I'd have someone to look up to and support. I'd have someone leading me. So it's not the same view at all, is it? So I'd always check my surroundings first to get a lay of the land and figure out where I stand before looking in that mirror. That's going to cut out a lot of confusion. I may actually have caused some confusion just from that statement, so let me regroup. What I mean is that nature is paradoxical. Many things can be true at the same time, so things that are completely opposite can be true at the same time. So if we don't know a little something about where we stand and who we are, we can't really search for the truth. So it's all true. And what I see doesn't become useful until I know where I stand. So here's what I mean. Let's say that I feel like someone's holding me down by standing on my neck. Hopefully that's not happening for real, but let's say that's how it feels. <laughs> so are they holding me down or am I holding myself down? It could be either one. It may be true that they're the ones that's um, standing, that are it's helping me feel restrained, but are they doing that or am I doing that? Am I allowing it? Don't I have agency? Can I not make different choices? Am I totally helpless? Usually not. Usually it has to do with an un unwillingness to face the consequences of a choice I see in front of me, right? So when you look in that mirror, notice where you stand. If you don't like the view or you don't have enough information, change positions. I promise you you're going to see yourself staring back because that's the nature of mirrors. Unless you're out of sync with nature. And that really doesn't happen because everything is nature. So, let's continue exploring that example that I just gave you. Uh, I could look at this and say, what does this situation say about me? Am I playing the victim? Am I being true to one value and sacrificing another? Am I putting someone else ahead of myself? Those are always going to be great questions to, to ask yourself. So if I am doing that, am I not just like the person who has their boot on my neck? I'm going to let that sink in. <laughs> um, yeah, so let that sink in for a moment until compassion for myself or the other person or make both sets in. And if that isn't happening rapidly or naturally, maybe you could search outside or inside yourself for the inner guiding light and let that illumine you from the inside out. And that'll usually do the trick. So that's what I'm saying. Look at your situation. How do I see myself in all sides, in all things? What does this say about me? And when you start to look for and see yourself in everything else, what you look at changes tremendously. It really does bring power into your life by giving you a sense of agency. It also tempers that with compassion because you see everything as a player in your own private drama. So let's move on and look at some other examples. So today while walking, I saw fiddleheads all over the place. And these are one of my favorite things to look at. They're just so cool. They're examples of sacred geometry. They're really beautiful. You can eat them, so they're useful. They're a sign of spring returning. But what I was thinking about in particular is how they unfurl. Like trees bud and, and leaf out, and flowers bud, and then they bloom. All around us, life is doing that. And people can do that. And they should do that <laughs> this time of the year. We've all been cooped up all winter long. 
and all around us this glorious light just gets stronger every day and it's waking up everything but how many of us are still in hibernation mode we're still curled up inside and moving like a sloth so sometimes the mirror is about timing that's what the wheel of life is about it tells us what to do when so when I see these fiddleheads appearing I know that it's time for me to show up to shine to unfurl to be seen and take some action we can all do that now's a fine time so for me when I look at nature it's usually about timing but it can also be about qualities so let's say that I'm looking at a mouse it's spring and all the critters are coming out of hiding so there's lots of field mice in the barn and shed so I'm really glad for cats or else we'd be in trouble what do I know about mice mice are little they can get into tight spaces they have lots of babies so they're associated with fertility they're super cute they're night owls they spend a lot of time grooming themselves but if it's over the top that's grooming is actually a sign of anxiety but mice will even groom each other so lots of baby animals play but even adult mice play with each other mice work too if you've ever seen a mouse burrow it can be full of things they have collected just random stuff or most often it's food and so they're busy little things and when a mouse appears it could be a sign that this is their spirit animal or that the mouse spirit energy needs to come into your life in some way so what could this mean it could be that you need to play more to pay more attention to your hygiene routine or to be more work oriented or it could be a sign that the mouse has some trait that you need for problem solving sometimes what we see is about who we are maybe we're nervous little creatures or industrious creatures who keep our heads down and go unnoticed and get things done so seeing a mouse could be a wink or an acknowledgement to keep being yourself or like I said to bring those qualities in everything has a yin and yang or pros and cons so while the mouse does keep its head down and gets things done quietly in the background this could also result in them getting turned into a snack for an owl or a cat because they don't often look up so beware of that other side too so I talked about a plant and an animal, so let's move to the mineral kingdom. So water is my favorite element because I'm triple wire. I love to be on a surfboard or a boogie board just bobbing out past where the surf breaks. I think that is an optimal space to feel all the power of water. So it flows. And if you don't pay attention, you could easily be somewhere far away from where you started and it happened so effortlessly that you didn't even notice. Water can go really deep so deep that it's really dark down there and yet water goes there easily if you're really muscle bound probably don't float very well but if you have average to extra fluff water will keep um, keep you up or pull you up from the deep dark stuff so you don't have to worry about getting bogged down in that deep or that darkness water's nourishing you can't live without it 70-ish percent of our bodies are water so it's the element that is most like us so we need it to live. But paradoxically, it only takes a tiny bit to drown. Water's cleansing, it's feminine, it goes in low places, places that other things can't easily go. It meanders, it's colorless, it's super flexible and takes on the shape of the container that it finds itself in. So everybody has some of those characteristics sometimes, don't we? Wouldn't it be easy to look at water with appreciation and say, I'm that? 
we, it's pretty easy with something that you appreciate and, and you admire, right? And if you had a great appreciation for water already and then found yourself in a dark place with low people and said to yourself, I am that, could you feel less judgy and a bit more powerful about it? Everything has two sides. If you can go deep and dark, you can also go shallow and light. It just is what it is. Are you feeling like you're a pretty boss creature yet? You are. <laughs> you are. <laughs> so, um, covered examples from the plant, animal, and mineral kingdoms now. People are what's left, so humans. And that one's tough, huh? So we're so judgy of other people. Some of us are so easily offended and standoffish. We walk past people without seeing them. We can be afraid of people who look different, eat different foods, live different lifestyles, and have different spiritual practices or politics. But we all have the same emotions and motivations. We all have triumphs and tragedies. Sometimes we do good things and sometimes we do bad things, you know. I'm all that. You're all that. Do you think that our connection and sense of belonging would change if we just lived as if that were true? Let's look at some extreme examples to show you the connection. So I haven't seen a street corner preacher in a long time. When I was little, I lived in a, in a metropolis. And when we went downtown to shop, he, he would always be there on the street uh, corner. This preacher with a bullhorn talking about Jesus and the rapture, warning people that we're all sinners and we're going to hell if we didn't get saved. So you might be thinking, how am I that? <laughs> exactly. This guy was nothing like me on the surface. But he's passionate. Uh, we're not just passionate about the same thing. And when I connect to my passion, I can certainly understand his. He's probably mentally ill. Mentally ill people often have spiritual callings and delusions. But guess what? I hear the voice of spirit too. So is y'all that crazy? I mean, don't you sometimes talk to your dead grandmother or your ancestors? If so, you get it, right? He's also really brave. Do you think he went out there thinking people were going to love him for what he was doing? <laughs> probably not. He's probably got enough social awareness to know that it wouldn't be a popular move. And I've never seen anyone actually talking to him or him standing, you know, like, you know, standing around listening to him. So he doesn't draw a crowd. So it takes courage to get out there, know that you're not going to be popular, know that you're probably not going to be liked, and do it anyway. <laughs> I'm brave too when it comes to something I care about. Um, and I'm sure you've shown up, and you know, that you, to do something that you knew wasn't popular. He's also tenacious. I would see this guy out there on the coldest days, the hottest days, but I also get outside in all kinds of weather, except storms, you know, just to be outside. So that you could say, I'm stubborn too. So am I that? You bet. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> what about the drug addict prostitute with six kids by different fathers? Did you back up on that one? Did you resist? Be like, whoa, that's not me. Okay, you're taking a little too far. <laughs> if so, that's your judgment. That's your shadow showing up. And when this happens, we can use that as a sign that maybe we need to move into that. Maybe we need to see what's uh, within ourselves that's not owning that part of ourselves. So I just made this woman up. But we know she has an addiction problem. And my belief is that addiction comes from a yearning that we can't fulfill and we've just found a suitable substitute. Haven't you ever felt that? Now maybe you didn't fill it with drugs, 
that you either found some substitute or you're walking around with a hole inside or you found a way to heal to heal it so either way it's not an unknown feeling I just made her up but she's a salesperson and a survivor she's found a way to sell what she has to get what she wants that's not an unknown thing either we all sell our skills or time or soul sometimes to make money her way is just not a socially sanctioned way by most people and our lady has six kids with six different fathers so she has a sex drive and is fertile that's a sign of health <laughs> nothing wrong there right uh, most of us have had sex a time or two yeah and sometimes it results in kids so how is she really different from the rest of us can you see yourself in her now might you learn something about yourself from her maybe you can see the value of keeping your passion under control or maybe you see that it's time to let some of that passion out I don't know I do think that it's better for all people when we see the humanity in each other and look into the mirror and do a reality check from time to time that's why we do moon circles to keep it real I love seeing my face in someone else's story I share my story to give someone else a chance to see themselves there. I can't be worried about the judgment of what they might think. It's all good and it's all true. It is what it is. And if you're shy, the way that uh, I used to be, I used to be like super, super shy. I wouldn't tell anything to anybody. And that's going to inhibit your growth. So I'll find at least one person that you can share yourself with. And, you know, you can see yourself in anything. You don't have to tell it <laughs> to see it. So I would also practice that. Uh, let's look at something closer to home. So where someone's hurt. It's really easy to sit up on a high horse and say, I can never do that. But, you know, whatever that is. But if you live long enough, or maybe live en enough lives, and we've all lived countless times, you do do that, whatever that thing is. And when you get old enough, you know it, so you become less judgmental. This doesn't mean all elders are bad guys. It just means we're experienced. <laughs> We've all done something, or we wish we had, <laughs> and then we regretted not doing it. You know, I'm just telling the truth, okay? So let's say that we hurt someone by telling a lie, cheating, stealing, speaking ugly words, violating somebody's boundaries, physically assaulting them in some way. Uh, I think the more that you can relate as the assailant, the bad guy, or the possible assailant by putting yourself in their shoes, the more forgiveness you have in your heart. I also think that this is the very energy that prevents us from doing those kinds of things in the first place, or at least prevents you from doing it again. You know, owning your stuff, standing in your stuff. I did that. I wanted to do that. It's really hard to hurt someone. Take responsibility for that by saying, I am that, and then turn around and do it again. There's something soul-stealing in it, am I right? If you're perfect and you've never done anything wrong, you might not get it. But if you're like me and you have, it makes you more humble. It keeps you grounded. And the alternative to that is to be filled with shame, and that's not good either. So, you know, I, I, I think... The, the better thing to do is own it because it fills you with compassion and makes you more fully human because you're not denying your wholeness. You know that you either did something or in the right circumstances you could do something. 
people don't do bad things because they're bad people. I think they do it because of environment. You know, certain environments either promote or discourage undesirable things. Could be immaturity, impulsivity, or just not knowing better. Maya Angelou said, when you know better, you do better. And sometimes experience is the thing that teaches you better. Sometimes you can just know that an energy is within you and you see it mirrored back at you from the world. You don't have to experience that. It's like having the alcoholic father who beats up your mom. You don't have to do that. <laughs> it's like because you're living it. It's all around you. It's the same thing. You're just looking at it in, in different things, things that are not as close. So you just respect it for what it is. And I don't need to drown to respect the power of water. I don't have to burn down a house to know the destruction that fire can cause. You see what I'm saying? All energies can be used in positive or negative ways, or maybe I should say effective and ineffective to make it less judgy. So do I want to help or do I want to hurt? And if I zoom out and see myself in everything, how can I make war? What I do to my enemies, I do to myself. It's separation that makes enemies, not different politics or a scarcity mindset. Someone or something that is me becomes my family. So how do I mow down my family so that I can have a green lawn? How do I chop down my family so that I can make money from timber? I'm not saying you can't mow or clear a forest. I'm just saying that it's a different proposition when we look at it that way. This is why Native Americans say all my relations. They talk about my the winged brothers and, and the... the um, I can't. I'm drawing a blank now. Winged brothers of the birds. There's other the four legs. You know those are our four-legged brothers. We they say brothers because it's family. All my relations because everything is family. So think about the way you talk. What you talk, you believe. And self-awareness is a beautiful thing. Other awareness is a separate but related thing. It's a way of seeing others the way they see themselves and being aware that they're in the space and, you know, respecting boundaries, things like that. But then there's this other word, this other thing. I don't even know what to call it or if there is a word for it in English, but it's other awareness, but seeing yourself within them. So it's more like we awareness. The um, Somebody called me on uh, something that I said because I was talking we. And she took it to be the, the, the royal we. And was kind of offended. I was like, no, what I'm saying is the me that's not separate from you. <laughs> we. Um, that's what I mean. But there needs to be a different word for it. We need to come up with a word. If you have an example, thing, send it to me. Maybe we can use your word. Um, so to me, animism is about walking with that. So seeing yourself in the mirror of everything. Uh, that helps us cultivate that. And if you want some help with that, you're welcome to join us on our online animism class. Just go to pansociety.org for the details. I just published a journal that can help with cultivating that mindfulness to help you see yourself. It's available on Amazon and it's called Reflections, A Journey of Self-Discovery. It takes some practice, for sure, uh, but perspective is most definitely culturally defined as an animist. And... It takes practice to change. It takes practice to change our language, our thoughts, our, our just our way of seeing and being in the world, if that's what you want to do. So that's our show this week. If you want to join us virtually for Moon Circle, check out our online calendar on our Facebook or MeWe page. Uh, it's We do it at least once a month on the, well, let me think. Do we do this the new moon now? 
Sometimes we do the new moon and the full moon. I can't remember what the schedule is now. We always do the new moon, though. Um, so you're welcome to join us. And everything we do is about connection, self-discovery, community, and taking that awareness with us with everything we do. So thank you for joining us for this edition of Pan Society Radio. My thanks to the elements and ancestors. So great for everybody being here and tuning in. And I'll see you next week. Ciao.